Hello, dear listener. Today, I'm going to be talking to the ladies. But if you're a gentleman, don't worry. You can share this podcast with a woman in your life. It can be a sister. It can be a cousin. It could be a friend. Today, we're going over how to purchase a home if you're a single woman, recently divorced, or if you're on maternity leave and you're back at work, how can you go about purchasing a house? Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. My name is Caroline. I'm a real estate agent right here in Southern California, greater Los Angeles. I have been in the business for five years, going on six, and I am an agent with Remax Time. Now, let's jump into it. How can you buy a house if if you're single, if you have recently gone to a divorce, if you're pregnant, or if you have just gone back to work after having a baby? Now, here is the most essential factor that is taken in consideration when purchasing a home is obviously your employment status, okay? We will need at least two years of employment and this has to be stable employment. So what does that mean? It means either you've been with the same employer or the same line of work for the past two years. Now, if you have gone on maternity leave the way you can go ahead and uh, purchase a property and get pre-approved is you have to be at work for at least one month and give a lender one month of pay stubs for us to start the pre-approval process, then the home buying process. Uh, If you don't have the two years of employment, the way you can do it, there's some other special financing that are in place, like doing like a bank statement loans where the lender will look at your bank statement for the past 24 months if you don't have that two years of employment history. For my ladies that have gone through a divorce, I'm so sorry that this happened to you, but the advantage that you have is if in your divorce settlement, your divorce decree, you are receiving child support and or spousal support, we can count that as income. Now, the lender will need to see those type of support for at least three years. Um, and often with the, the child is until they're 18 years old. So as long as we have three years plus, that can be considered as income. And obviously, this is non-taxable income. In a mortgage pre-approval, a mortgage lender will be looking at your gross yearly income and obviously that gets subdivided into your gross monthly income. So that can be from your employment, from your child support, from spousal support, etc. All of that gets added and it is part of your calculation and whatever else is part of it, I will go through it later on. When it comes to credit score, we need at this time of the the recording, okay, we are November 19, 2021, you need a credit score of 640 and above, okay? This is to not have any penalties on your interest rate or money that you might have to put out of pocket. 
you can definitely buy a house with a 580 credit score, but your interest rate will be very high and you will have to put 20% down. Okay, just a reminder, the better the credit score, the better your monthly payment because your, your interest rate is a reflection of your credit score. If you have purchased a house in the past and have sold it and now you're renting, it's the same as if you're buying your first home, okay? You will still be considered as a first-time home buyer. And if you've never purchased a house, well, you are what we call a first-time home buyer. And these are the types of loans that are available to you. We have the down payment assistance program where you don't put any money down. You also have the USDA program with no money down, but this is for rural areas. You have the famous FHA loan, which requires 3.5% down and for you to cover your own closing costs. And obviously, traditional conventional loan, 3% down, 5% down, 10% down, or 20% down and more. Those are the types of loans that can be used for first-time homebuyers. A famous concern that always comes up when buying a house is, can you buy a house with debts? The answer is, yes, you can. Although you can, it doesn't mean you should. Now, let me explain. You are allowed, let's say on an FHA loan, to have multiple debts like car loan, credit cards, personal loan, even uh, student loans. But when you have a lot of debts, you cannot go use a conventional loan because they all have their own debt to income ratio. So my advice, especially if you are single or if, you know, you're going to be alone on a mortgage loan with home prices being as high as they are, I would personally advise, obviously the choice is up to you, to pay off as many debts as possible and um, to keep your debts as a minimum if if possible, to have no debts because not only it would allow you to qualify for a higher mortgage for a bigger purchase price, but it will also allow you to have more peace of mind and you can actually have more flexibility when it comes to choosing which type of loan you would like to purchase a home with. I'm going to put this little segment here just because I want it to be as open as possible to any maybe particular position anyone can be. If you are going through a divorce and you want to buy a house, the option that you have is to have the other person you're going through a divorce with sign a quick claim deed, which means this person would sign this document that says that they absolutely have no right to the house that you're purchasing. So that is option one. Option two, if you are in a divorce and things are kind of very hostile and you might not trust the other person or whatever reason that might you might have, another option would be to just wait until the divorce is finalized and you do have uh, that divorce decree 
signed by the court. I hope this podcast was pretty detailed. One of my wish as a realtor, as a woman, as someone that has gone through divorce, who has bought a, uh, their first home, who has bought a second home, and now is in investment, is that I wish to see more women purchase real estate, which I love to see all type of people purchasing homes, but I have this special place because I'm a woman, because I've been through a divorce, because I'm now investing. I do believe that we are now in a position that we can purchase real estate because many, many, many years ago when women didn't have equal rights, we couldn't do that. So I believe real estate is such an amazing way to create passive income, to give our family generational wealth, etc. And that's why this podcast episode really means the world to me. And I hope if you like it, you might subscribe or send it to another woman. If you're a man that's listening, don't be shy and share it with maybe someone that's been wanting to purchase a house or that's scared or that's going through a hard time. And maybe this will give them some positive energy to know that it's definitely possible. I have helped, uh, especially this past year. It's almost like the manifestation has been real, right? I have helped multiple women purchase real estate. I still am by themselves purchase investment property, short-term rentals. It's definitely a uh, it's definitely possible ladies so thank you so much for listening and uh, we will talk on the next podcast episode